Hello and welcome to Navigating the Chapters of Challenge with Telly. Today I've got an exciting guest in the audience. Um, no, hold <laughs> on. Okay, you can see that I'm really excited. I've got an, an amazing guest with me today. I've got Anne Ogunlesi with me, the author of 33 and Still Standing. 33 and Still Standing. Um, Anne, say hello to everyone and introduce yourself, please. Hello, and uh, my name is Anne, and um, I'm very excited to be here with my darling sister, Tele, this morning. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for honouring the invitation, Anne. Anne is what I'll call a survivor. She is a survivor, and you'll understand what I'm talking about when you hear her story. And um, I'm just going to dive straight into it. I'm going to read something from your book. I picked up your book again and read the entire book all over again because I just had to go over it again and, you know. And I'm going to read something from chapter 6 that you said and then I'll just hand everything over to you and you tell us the story and we'll take it from there, yeah? So, in chapter 6 you said, Whenever I think back to that day and the girl I used to be, I can't help wondering, am I that person? Did all that really happen to me? I sometimes get goosebumps when I think of how I survived something so unimaginable that many other people could and have died from. 33 and still standing. What's this all about? First of all, what does the 33 stand for? And tell us your story, Anne. Well, 33 stands for 33 stab wounds um, that I actually um, experienced um, in my early 20s. Mm. at the time, I was um, I was married to this gentleman, and it wasn't like oh I just saw him and we got married. It is someone who I have known from my childhood. Mm-hmm. So his family and my family are friends. Mm-hmm. So they became family friends. So yeah. I already know them and they know us. So um, I realized and I remember that when I was between the age of not long either between 10 or 12, he actually said to me or said with my sisters that um, he will marry this girl. Mm. So my sisters were laughing and I thought, what was that all about? And um, he now said, he repeated it. And the first word that came out of my mouth was God forbid. So they all laughed and I laughed and that was the end of it. So we had no connection apart from us being family friends, which was very um, exciting because his sisters were very close to my sisters. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw them as my brother and sister. And um, we just continued life like that. I remember when I I got into secondary school, he used to come to the house a lot. So I wasn't a science student. So anytime I have my science um, homework, I just give it to him and I say, explain it. And he really does. And I really understood it. But um, I I gleaned from that. So um, we grew up and, you know, um, as your parents will want you to, my siblings, my older siblings, started returning to the UK. Yeah. One after the other, one after the other. and So you grew up in Nigeria? Yeah? No, I was born in, you were the born, UK. born in the UK. I was born in the UK and then we went back, back to, to Nigeria. Nigeria. Um, so I'm the last of, um, well, I was the, I'm the last born until I was 13. Okay. And then there were three additions. So okay. I'm now the fourth of seven. Okay. <laughs> so, so you can imagine me being as a teenager, I was the, I was the last born and I was, I was rocking Spoiled. my last born. Spoiled and, and then, pampered. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I have three siblings just sparing up from everyone thinking, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> what do they want? <laughs> what do they want? <laughs> so I had to adjust mm. um, to the new lifestyle. Yeah. And um, before that, um, because we were only, f- um, and we were all we were the way we were so it was girl boy girl boy girl boy so i was meant to be a boy and i turned out to be a girl so um i think already there was some form of rejection in my head because i didn't follow the sequence and you already know black sheep of the family she's actually ruined this normal ruin that we are getting we are not getting that anymore so what we are getting on she has spoiled what we have already started yeah and um 
there were a lot of things and I was very ill. So I was I was a premature baby, so okay. I was on full term. And they had tubes here, tubes there, everything. And um I'm I'm like a daddy's girl, but I didn't get that. I wasn't feeling my dad. Yeah. That um and the day you weren't feeling his love. I wasn't. So because I already had that rejection in my head, I was mm. feeling it that you know what because I didn't follow the pattern. Yeah. Um there's so many things going on. Mm. And after all of that, I I know the day I think I was told when my dad picked me up, he cried. Mm. And um I'm a daddy's girl. I, 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 I love my dad and I didn't take it personally, but you know what? Um your formative years yeah. form some form of thing in your head. And mm. if you don't deal with those formative years or you don't deal with the cracks, you can actually begin to relieve them in your adulthood. Yeah. So um, that's a bit of background about me that, okay, I was born in the UK and then we came um, back. And then in the 90s, I came back to the UK. Yeah whereby all my siblings were here. And I didn't like this country, so... <laughs> the I cold? Lo- I, I came back in winter. Oh, dear. So deep I feel October. you. I came back in October. So it yeah. was freezing. I think the 31st of October. So it was very cold. Yeah. And all I could talk about is the cold yeah. of this nation. And I thought, I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not meant to be here. I said to my siblings, I'm going back to Nigeria for Christmas. I only came in October. Mm-hmm. They only bought me one way ticket to come to the UK. <laughs> so I don't even know how, how you were planning to go back. But I was so determined to go back because then my boyfriend was in Nigeria. So I wanted to spend Christmas with him. What's my business in this cold? <laughs> me by myself and I thought, no, none of that. You know, Nigeria is buzzing. Nigeria, mm. there's a buzz. And, and it's cr- warm at Christmas time. Really yeah, warm. It's warm. And then you know what? Christmas is very family oriented and very jolly mm. um but i realized that here in this country um christmas can be lonely okay. so my siblings didn't say much about that they were like okay you will go so by the time they thought about okay by the time you buy your ticket by the time you get your visa how are you gonna afford there's no money <laughs> so I had to revert and say i'm gonna spend christmas here but i it was the worst christmas they made it very um, warm, um, exciting as much as they as could, they could yeah. but I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go back home. Mm-hmm. And um, during that period, strangely enough, when my siblings came to pick me up from the airport, this very guy that I actually married, married. yeah, um, then um, my sister saw him a day before I came, okay, and um, she told him. She's that you coming. are coming? Yeah, that I'm coming the next day. And um, he said, okay, cool. Say hi to her. And that was the end of our conversation, of their conversation, my older sister and him. Yeah. My sister spoke to me about her for I don't remember him. And truly, I don't remember him. Strangely enough, I remember all his siblings, but I didn't remember who he was. He was, okay. Not at all. So on this fateful day, I went to do my hair. And... Um, I was coming out of the hairdressers and I've just missed my bus. Mm. And I thought, oh, I don't want to wait for the next bus. So I said, let me start walking. And then when the bus comes, I will cross over and then catch the bus and go home. But as I was walking, he was parked at the gas station. And all he did was call all my siblings' name. He didn't call my name. But my siblings' name. So he kept on calling one after the other. And I thought, who knows all my siblings? Mm. So it took me a while. And then I turned to look. And I saw this strange guy. And I thought, who is this guy? So he walked towards me. And he said, do you know me? I thought, I don't even know who you are. And he said, do you remember me? And I thought, I don't remember who you are. He said, but you are this person, you are that person, you are that, you are... And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned his sister. Okay. And I remember the sister. Yeah. And I said, oh, yes, I remember your sister. Mm. He remembered his older brother. I said, yeah, 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 I know that one. Then the youngest, the last born. 
I was very fond of him, even though I was older than him. I was yeah. very fond. Of course, he was very small and very cute. Mm. So I was like, oh, how is he? And I thought he's grown now. Maybe he's not as cute as he used to be. You know, everybody has grown. Yeah. And I couldn't remember. So he decided, he said, I will drop you off at home. Mm-hmm. So he did. And I thought, okay, cool. The moment I got in, I was screaming, help, come and see this person. And then I spoke to my sister. And she said, oh, that's the guy I was telling you about. I said, but I don't remember him. Though. Mm. And then she said, he was the one who said, when you were between this age, that he will marry you when you're old. I said, oh, him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was very cold. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And she said, oh, he likes you. I said, no. Mm. Ah, I've got a boyfriend. She was like, across the ocean? This across the ocean thing. So, you know what? There were seeds being sown in so, my head yeah. that, you know what, this across the ocean business don't work. So, they wanted, your sister wanted you to more or less go with him since yeah. he had already said he was going to marry you anyway. But, you know, the funniest thing was, <laughs> it wasn't even just that. I think for them, they were like, we know the family, yes. so she's safe. Yeah. Because they are looking at me as baby sister. Mm. My sister And you is can't safe. blame them for thinking that way because. Mm. No, because uh, they know that, okay, whoever you marry will make you or break you. And they're thinking, I know this family, so they will keep her together. And, you know, we've all grown up together. Mm. So what can he do to her Mm. than to nurture, take take care care of of her? And that's the person he truly was. So you got married? We got married. We even started the relationship first, because Mm. even with the relationship, I was like, "Mm." And then I saw that he was good. He was kind-hearted. Mm. He, he, he was everything that you thought. Well, what do I know as a very young individual? Mm. I was still young, mm. maybe nine, 20. Yeah. So what does a 20-year-old know? 20-year-old doesn't know anything. What do you think they know everything? She doesn't know anything. No. <laughs> so, but he, he made me see life. He was mm. he, he, way older than me. So he made me see life. He, he began to explain things to me. Mm. And I learned so much from him. Okay. And I began to grow. Yeah. You know, and even my siblings could see that, oh, this girl is growing. Okay. They could see that. And I was like, oh, beautiful. Yeah. And then he popped the question. And then I ran. <laughs> oh, will you marry me? For what? At what age? Yeah. <laughs> I ran. I was like, ah. And then I thought, why not? Mm. I was still in school. It wasn't like, oh, get married and then start having, popping children. It wasn't anything like that. He was more into get your education going, get this going. Mm. So we got married. We, we were living together and all that. And things were happy to the extent that if I have an exam in school, mm. in my uni days, or if I have a test mm. and he knows about I tell him, he would tell me, Forget everything in this house, including cleaning, cooking, anything. Don't do anything. Just study. Yeah. And I thought, so he was very supportive in that way. Very supportive, even though he was doing his second degree at that time. Okay. He, he, he was very supportive of me and me growing in my academics and everything that I really, really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, even to this um, extent that when I was choosing the course I wanted to do, he was like, you know what? I will support you. Mm. We can, if you don't understand it, we could read it together and I will explain it to you. Okay. That's how he was. Okay. And I was like, what kind of guy is this? Mm. You know, it wasn't the typical Nigerian guys that you think, oh, yeah, yeah, they, that's how they are. Mm. So things were smooth. Things yeah. were good. Um, we don't, uh, no argument. Mm. Um, you know, the, 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 the bits of hair and there, he would just mm. look at me and thinking. Yeah, just a child anyway. Anyway, mm. so uh, this is my cross. I've married this child. <laughs> <laughs> I need to deal with her that then, way uh, as exactly. a child. And then, you know, I would say, I'm the last born. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> and I think in his mind, he just think he's looking at me and thinking, this girl is something about, you know what? He, he enjoyed that youthfulness in me because I never took anything serious. Mm. Nothing did I take serious. Mm. Everything was just on the face level. I, I, life to me was just enjoyable. Mm. So, and at that time, I did not even know much. Mm. But he was very academic. He was very 
um, into like, I need to achieve, I need to achieve, I need to achieve. Mm. And as he's saying that to himself, he's saying the same thing to, to me, that you need to grow. Mm. Because the way you will make it is with your education behind you. Okay. Whatever you want to get into afterwards, it doesn't matter. But the moment you have your education, there's nothing you cannot achieve because okay. you have grown mm. and you know what you want to mm. do. So what happened after that? <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to hear <laughs> because it sounds like it was so good. And then your book says it was so good and then it was not. Yes. Something like that, something like so, that. And so what happened? Yeah, so, Just, you know, when people are people are waiting to know what happened. People look at me and they will, they will say, oh, didn't you see the signs or didn't you see this or yeah. didn't you see that? We had arguments. Yeah, that's right? normal. And it's normal in any relationship, right? We had arguments. Um, but there was a day, um, I think he wanted to kick the settee or the couch, as we call it, and um, he kicked me instead. Mm. And I thought, ow. And I thought, man, my, my leg hurts. And I think he saw me limping and he mm. was like, I caused this. And he was very apologetic. Mm. What do I know? I've never seen violence before in my life. Yeah. My, my parents were not violent to each other, so yeah. I, I don't see it. Mm. But we, we as siblings, we, we, we quarrel amongst ourselves, but it wasn't physical. So yeah. I don't know what abuse is it like. Looks like. So... I did not see any signs, and I just thought, oh, it's an honest mistake. Either it was a mistake or he deliberately did it. I will never know. Mm. But I believe it was a mistake, mm. and I took it like that, face value, mm. as that's how I am. So this fateful day, when this issue actually happened, the day before, um, he asked, he, he, uh, I, I don't drink. I don't know how to drink. So and he now said, okay, I will teach you how to drink. By this time, I'm about 24. So, I will teach you how to drink. But you know what? When, you, when you're drinking wine, you sip wine. <laughs> I gobbed it down like I'm having a glass of water. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, it went to my head very quickly. <laughs> you know, I didn't waste time. It went to my head very quickly. And I think I got tipsy very quickly. And I, I got drunk. Uh, that's the only way I can put it. Yeah. Before you know it, I was out like a light. Mm -hmm. So he had to guide me upstairs and he said, before you go to bed, shower. Can you imagine? This was the day before mm. all this happened. So I showered and he was there. He made sure I got into bed and I slept off. Mm. I don't even know when he got into bed. That's how knocked out I was. Yeah. The day, the fateful day, he went to work. He came back very early that morning and said, I just want to quickly check on you to make sure you're okay. And he said, turn off the ringer of the phone and shower and sleep. Still very caring. Very caring. This was the, the fateful day this thing happened in the morning. So I got up, I showered. And then I came into the living room and I thought, I just want to sleep on the in the living room, not in the bedroom anymore. And he said, when you wake up, call me. So I slept. And when I finally woke up, I called him. And he said, I'm almost done with work. I will be home. So we got home. He got home. And he said, you've been in this house all day. Let's go out. I thought, okay, cool. He said, no, let's just go for a drive. So he drives. Mm. I haven't started driving then. And um, I thought, okay, cool, let's go. And we went. On, my, on our way back, we were meant to visit my sister because she doesn't live too far away from me because I already said, she, um, I've already said on our way we will come and see her because she's mm. been calling to check on me. But she didn't tell me this until afterwards. She's been having a consecutive dream for three days about us. Mm. She has given her life to Christ, mm. but she didn't understand the, the dream dreams that she was having every day. Mm. So on that day, he now asked me when we were coming back home, should we go and visit your sister? I said, I'm tired. 
let's just go home because I've been, and I did feel tired. And I thought, let's just go home and I'm just going to rest. And he said, fine. So we got home. I just rested in the, uh, on the couch and uh, we were watching TV. Then I went upstairs. I changed. Uh, I was saying maybe I should get ready for bed, you know, laid the bed, make sure everything was okay. Um, and he called me downstairs and he said, come, come quickly, quickly, come and see. When I got downstairs, I was looking and I thought, what am I looking at anyway? All I could see on TV were two guys kissing. And I thought, oh, these gay people again. It, it, you know, it, it not and I thought, what is he telling me to look at? Because maybe there's something and I didn't see, but all I saw was two guys kissing. And then he said, oh, I'm going to make myself a cup of tea. Okay, and I sat there, and then he came back. He said, "No." He called me into the kitchen first of all. I said, "Come, come, come!" And I went into the kitchen. There's a full moon outside, and I thought, "Oh, not this full moon again," because his older brother is into astrology, and that one has told him when there's a full moon, you need to watch your temper. You you need to watch what is going on around you because you get um, violent. Mm. Or something of that nature, I don't understand it because I'm not into astrology, I'm not into all of that. Or know your star, know this. I, I was, I was very. Um, he, he, his older brother calls me stubborn, mm. and I said, I will be stubborn to a fault because I don't want to know. Yeah, but one thing he always tells him is that my birth month is April, and he says. Arians are mm. stubborn people mm. because his wife too is April. Mm. And I think she's either a day before me or a day after me. Okay. Or something of that nature. It wasn't too far off. Mm. So and I said, yes, let me be stubborn. Okay. Let's leave it like that because I'm not into all of that. So he doesn't used to tell me, but I believe he told him more about my birth month than he told me. Mm. So I was like, God, what is this? Okay, so he called you out to look at this full moon Yeah, thing. from the okay. kitchen. Okay. So I went back to sit down because I'm fucking, I'm not having all of this. You know, I'm not doing this today. Mm. I'm not doing this. And he came back into the kitchen and into the living room, rather. And then he said, I've done it before. I've done it to my grandmother. I've done it to my mom. What had he done? So I'm like, what have you done? Your mom is alive. Your grandmother is alive. Everybody I know you're talking about, they are alive. So what have you done? Your mom is not hurt. Your grandmother is not hurt. Your sister is not hurt. So all the female people in your life that I know, they are okay. So what have you done? He won't talk. And then he walked and then went to the door and punched the door. Mm. And there was a hole in the door. Wow. For this guy is strong. You know when you sit and you're looking at the door... A door of your home. Mm. And you're thinking, this guy is strong. If mm. he, his fist. But at this time, he went into the kitchen. But I was still looking at the door. Mm. And I thought, man, if that had landed mm. on anyone, mm. I don't know what would happen to that person. Yeah. Then he came back. Don't know. I believe God loves me so much. Yeah, a lot God of people does. call me Anne, but my parents named me Femi as well, mm. which means God, God loves, loves me. me. But I didn't like the name because mm. it's a male's name in my head. Mm. But God Just, already knew my journey, yeah. and He says, regardless of what is going to happen, I love you yes. and I've got you. Honestly, but I didn't understand mm. the name. So because that, I. I get away from Femi. Mm. Only those who knew me as a younger person would say, oh, they mm. call me Femi, but most people call me Anne, so I didn't mind. Mm. I looked and I saw him with a knife. Wow. And all I was screaming is, please, don't kill me. Mm. Please, don't kill me. Why I said what I said, I would never know. Mm. But those words kept coming out of my mouth. And as he moved towards me, I can't tell you if I dived, walked, 
I just found myself on the floor, mm. face down, mm. on the carpet, mm. by the TV. Mm. And I don't know if he charged, and he just kept on stabbing me. And I could feel it as it was going in my body and out of my body. I can't tell you where, but I kept on feeling it. And I kept on saying, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. But I was hearing this voice in my head. I was hearing this voice, stop talking. Stop talking. But I wasn't because I was like, who is saying that to me? And I kept on pleading and begging for my life. Mm. To the extent that even though I was face down, I looked up and I thought to myself, what if he has stabbed me on the face, mm. in the eye, anywhere like that? I would not have known. So he stabbed you 33 times. He stabbed me. The only reason I knew he stabbed it was when I got to the hospital. hospital. There was no other way I would know. I just saw the right 33SW. So I said, what does SW mean? And the nurse said, stab wounds. 33 stab wounds. So that's you know, how I put That's how I got to know. That it was 33. It was 33. I was no. listening to the news um, sometime this week, and there's a young lady who was stabbed 28 times, and she didn't make it. You were stabbed 33. Yes. And you're here today to give God all the glory, to, to thank God. Because it could only have been by the grace of God that you survived it. Yeah. So after he stabbed you, what happened? Unfortunately, we're really running out of time, so we're going okay. <laughs> to so speed through this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after he stabbed you, you know what the happened? The, uh, he now committed suicide, so he jumped from the 13th floor, and it's only when I think he must have landed on the mm. floor, the, the foundation of the building shook. Wow. And that jerked me out of sleep, because mm. it was like I was sleeping. Mm. And I was like, where is he? Where is he? And I called for an ambulance, but I called for an ambulance for him, not mm. for myself. Mm. So when the police came, they came and they said, there was this lady, I could hear her voice, and she said, you do not have to say anything. Everything you say will be an evidence against you. They will be charging you for murder. For murder. Mm. What? And then the paramedics kept on saying, stop talking to her. Stop talking to her. And I thought, are they talking about me? Are they talking to me? What's going on here? You must have been really confused. I, 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 I was going in and out of consciousness, and then I heard the paramedic say, "Hijacula bone, hijacula bone, hijacula bone," which is the which is the artery to your is is a major artery in the body. In the body that you know what it, you lose blood very quickly, and then you could die in wow. minutes. And he said, "Stop talking," and that was the last thing I heard. To we got to the hospital. To the hospital. And when we got to the hospital, I kept on saying, I'm cold. Mm. So they would cover me up and then they would take it, the blanket off, cover me. And they were saying, they can make me comfortable because if I get too comfortable, I can't sleep away mm. because I'm warm. Mm. So they had to make sure that the room I was in was very cold mm. and I was cold. They could see me shaking, mm. but there was nothing they could do. They had to make sure I was cold so that they I was keep alive. awake. Because if I get too warm, I'll be comfortable and I can sleep all. Wow. wow. So they, they kept me like that. They kept you like that. But mm. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm even grateful to the, to the officer who was in charge, the superintendent who was in charge of the case. Um, he was very compassionate. Because mm. when he asked me questions, I told him. And he came back and he said, as you said it, is how we met the house. Mm. He said, I don't know, understand how you can be this detailed mm. after going through this trauma. Wow. So that leads me to the next question. Uh, this, your story, I think we need like five hours <laughs> <laughs> to unravel everything, but we only you. have a short time. So we're just going to go as fast as we can. And there's some things I really, really wanted to talk about. Mm. Um, after going through this kind of trauma, how on earth did you get through it how did you learn to forgive you know this was your loving husband you never saw any sign of anything like this you, you couldn't have foreseen this coming you know how did you get to the level where you could forgive him for what he had done because we all go through things and we all hurt one way or the other once in, in our lifetimes and 
it's hard to forgive. So when you've gone through such a difficult thing, such a horrendous thing, how do you forgive? How did you forgive? How did you get through that? Um, first and foremost, I must say, God was on my side. Mm. Um, I think God put people around me and um, he was the one ministering to me mm. via the Holy Spirit. Mm. Even though I was just young, I'm mm. um, giving my life. I believe that he he had the message and he said, I will keep you alive to, mm. for you to speak mm. your story so yes. you can deliver others. Yes. And it took me a while. So forgiveness was not that, oh, it just happened and I just forgive immediately. Mm. No, I went through the stages of, you know, what rejection. I went through the stages of um, anger, frustration. There were days I was happy. There were days I was angry. There were days I was mad. Mm. There, were, there were different emotions yeah. that were just bringing up yeah. at different times. So in the morning, I can be okay. And in mm. by the evening, mm. I'm angry. Like, you know what you'll be thinking? This is an angry, angry, mad girl. Mm. I was just angry. How did this happen? Why did you let it happen? I'm too young. So you were why? angry at God? I was angry at God. I was angry at people. I even said to this extent, to do it, why can't he happen to my mom? My mom is older than me. My siblings, my sisters are older than me. Why can't he happen to them? Why me? Why mm. me? And mm. I go here, why not you? Mm. I thought, no, 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 no. I can't take it. I'm too young to be going through all this trauma. I'm too this, I'm too that. I'm, I, it was just all about me. But you know, God in his infinite, he is a good God. Mm. And I thank God for my sister. She was a rock. When you say, she wasn't my sister at that point. It was like, God used her to be my guide and angel. Yeah. And she was my rock. She mm. continually to speak into my life, mm. continually to speak. Mm. And I remember when it was the first year anniversary, she said, what are you going to do? Mm. I said, nothing. Because I'm still angry. I'm still You're bitter. still angry after one year, yeah. Yeah, still bitter. Understandable. Still bitter because now I think people knew and it was like I was being mocked. This, that, that, all sorts of things come across. Yes. Because, in fact, you, you've said something that reminds me of a, a point in your book. Even the neighbors, yes. instead of feeling sorry for you who was the victim, were accusing you. How do you, how do you comprehend that? It, it, for me, that would have really made me mad. They, no, because they actually said, maybe I'm, I, I'm the one that lifted him and threw him. And I thought, this how? guy is bigger than me. I'm small. I've always been small. Out of all my uh, uh, my dad's children, yeah. I'm the smallest. Mm. I, I'm still small up to now. Mm. So if you look at me and look at my age, you'll be thinking, no, 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 no. She should be bigger than that. Mm. No, but I've always been that petite kind mm. of person. Yeah. So, and I thought, he weighs more than me. How can mm. I do that? Mm. I couldn't do that. I couldn't even lift him. If we are playing, I can't even lift him from the floor. Mm. So how could I have done that? So my sister was continually... Asking questions. What are you going to do? On the day I finally said, okay, I'll just go because mm. she won't let me rest. So yeah. I thought, okay, let me tell her. You'll we'll just go, go the, where? To the graveyard. Okay, to the graveyard. Okay. I said so that she can let me rest and have peace because okay. she was in my ear hole. <laughs> Every day I'm loud. Oh, God. <laughs> and she was beginning to get on my nerves. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let me just do what she wants me to do. Let me go and give flowers. She goes, okay, I'll give you the money for flowers. I wasn't interested. Mm. I left my house at maybe four. I know the, the graveyard maybe closes at maybe five, five thirty six around that time. I wasn't. I didn't even want to go. I finally got there. Yeah. I do even remember where the spot was. Yeah. So they had to take me to the spot. Mm -hmm. But you know God, He's faithful. Mm. I don't know what I was going there to do. Mm -mm. But as I got to the spot, I just stood there and I was looking for about five minutes. Mm. And then I started crying. Mm. Then I started talking. Mm. So everything I have then said, bottled up. I began to say it. Mm. And I wailed for an hour. Yeah. And then I said, I forgive you. Oh, thank God. Those words came out of my lips continually. I forgive you. Mm. I said, I know the person who did this to me was not the person I got married to because he was like a beast that came mm. into the house, but not the person I married. So mm. I forgive you. 
Mm. And as I was saying that, I was feeling relieved. Mm. And I said, you need to forgive yourself. And, and I began to say, I forgive me. Because I was guilty. If I had done this, maybe this would not have happened. If I have done that, maybe that would not have happened. Maybe. maybe. So there you were so blaming many, yourself. I blamed myself for a home, for all that duration. Why? Because I thought maybe I could have done something better. Like maybe, what? I don't know. I don't know, but the guilt was killing me. I don't know what I'm guilty of. I didn't do anything. Mm. But I was just thinking, maybe, maybe if I didn't say anything, maybe he'll be here. Maybe if I understood what was going on with him, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe if I supported him more. Because I knew that he's very academic and then he was expecting a particular grade. Okay. So maybe he wanted a 2-1 and got a 2-2 or he wanted a first class and got a 2-1. I can't even remember the, mm. what the grade was anymore. Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. But he wasn't happy. Yeah. with his grade, because he was going to go on to do his master's. Mm. But he got into the university he wanted to do his master's in. Mm. So he, he's doing the master's in the course he wanted to do it in, but I didn't know what the force was about. Mm. But I said I was his biggest cheerleader. When we went for his graduation, I was the one screaming mm. and shouting. I didn't care what, what your grade was. You could mm. even be on unclassified. I would still praise God. Mm. So I knew. So probably that had an effect on him and he okay. began to act. Based the, on his based disappointment on or whatever. Yes, but then we well, don't that's know That's not an excuse. But we don't know about mental health. Yeah. We don't know about mental illness. Yes, yes. But and we're going to come to that very shortly. Yeah. yeah, we didn't understand all of that at yeah. that time. Yeah. All, what we were told is, don't wash your dirty linen outside. Mm. Don't do this. Don't talk. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. It's always don't, don't, don't. All those negative words. Yes. Don't, don't, shouldn't, yes. don't, wouldn't. I was so... I couldn't say I could seek help because I didn't even know what the help I needed. Mm. You didn't even know there was any need for help. I didn't even know there was any need for help because yeah. I didn't know. It was only when I have grown and I'm getting older. Mm. I now know that, oh, things mm. can happen to people and it can help. It can um, affect, affect you mm. differently. Mm. So the way it can affect me can be different from the way it can affect somebody else. Mm. And I began to understand mm. that, that mental health, your mental health, your mental well-being, it's so it's important. Very important, very important to you. Make sure you are in this space whereby you can think and you have you surround your people. So you surround people. yourself with great people who mm. can pick up and begin to tell you mm. you need help. Mm. If you need to go to therapy, go, go to, to therapy. therapy. Go to therapy. Yeah. That's what our people don't like to hear about no, therapy. They, they don't want to know about therapy. Was. I went to therapy. Therapy is so important. I went to therapy because now I'm a counselor and yeah. even when I went for counseling. I did my counseling up to level five. So even up to my counseling level, you have to go to therapy. therapy. And all these things came out in therapy that mm. I thought even then, now I was probably in my 30s, mm. it still came out in therapy. Mm. Mm. And I had to talk about it yeah. because I never know what clients I'm going to get Good. that will have the same issue. And I don't want to project what I'm going through onto, onto them. them. So we need to know how to actually safeguard our own oh, selves and our own emotions. So all of those things were going on mm. in my life. Mm. And I began to realize. And when I realized that I forgave from the bottom of my heart. Mm. And I you were felt, free. I felt peace. Yeah. That's what forgiveness does. Once you let it go, the peace that God gives you is unbelievable. I felt joy. Yeah, thank God. Thank and God. one thing I said was, God, you saved me from this. I will dance to you for the rest mm. of my life. So when mm. people, those who know me, see me dance, they're always they're thinking, dancing. Gosh, she's always no. dancing. Why? There's nothing she can't dance to. You have every reason to dance. After 33 stab wounds and you're alive and well. Now Please, they dance. Understand. Please dance. Please dance. If you don't know my keep story, dancing. you will not understand yes, my praise. Yes, Just yes. like Dunsi said, the numbers of, of my scars mm. are the numbers of my victory. My victory. Because some people, I always say, when I hear about his stab, mm. I always say, God, one person. Wow. One time. One two time. times. Three, three times. times. Me, double Th digit. Not, not 10. Not 20. 33 times. God is I'm faithful that you're still here. Ah, Wow. Anyway, thank you so much for telling us the story. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. No. After all of that, <laughs> Anne is now married again, <laughs> happily married yes, with children. Thank, thank God for that. <laughs> we give God, uh, the, we praise. Give God the praise. <laughs> so how, how did you 
allow yourself to we're gonna listen you tell us very quick 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 <laughs> how did you get to that level where you were now able to allow somebody else into your heart because once you've been through that kind of betrayal it's very difficult to let somebody else in so how did that happen it took a while um and i believe that um healing is a journey yeah and it still is a journey yeah. all the way through mm. but one thing that um i've always said was even when this individual came um after six years of what has happened yeah. i was still healing yeah um healing is a long process it's, a process. it's not something that's going to happen just like that but i made sure that i mentioned it and okay. i said i have my own bags and my own baggages mm-hmm. can you deal yeah so let's lay it on the table because i don't need any more yeah. of this i can't do stress yeah. i can't do any of those yeah. things so from the onset is when i laid it down yeah and they embraced it mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh maybe we got into it but then this is how you know that it's taking a while when we argue i will make sure i go under the pillow is there a knife there up till today i don't do that anymore okay. but when well, you first, mar- first got married okay i would check to say so we're still at the back of your mind you were still at the back of your and mind you know what i kept on saying god Thank you for my healing. Mm. And he used to say, what are you looking for? Oh. What do you think is on that day? Oh. What do you think I'm going to do to you? Thank God for giving you a man that understood the situation. And, and you know. I, I became more relaxed. But I don't mm. know. It, it doesn't even cross my mind. Anymore. Nothing. Like we, can argue, we can argue. We can argue to people. Come on. I'm free. You're I'm free. Not, thank I'm not, God. Thank I'm not like God. that anymore. Thank God so for I'm giving, And that's when I said, let yeah. me write the book. Yes. And you know the journey of this book because this journey of this book took me seven years. Mm. Because when I first wrote the first draft, as you are aware, yeah. it was raw. It was still anger. Yeah. It was still, you could see the frustration coming yeah. through it. And it was not ready because it's all a process. Yes. But when it was time, yeah. God made it happen. Yes. And I just want to quickly say if you're listening, please go out and get the book 33 and still standing by Anne Ogunlesi. It's on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. You need to read the story. You've only had like one fifth of what <laughs> that happened because we have a bit of time constraints so it's not possible to get into all the details. So please, please, please go out there and grab yourself a copy. You will be really blessed by it because there's so much more in this book um for you to learn from um i just wanted to go to the last section of the book which i think is very important because it's a uh, it's it, it, for me it makes your book stand out above all the others because you get books like this that will tell you the story but they don't teach you any other lessons beyond the story but in your book you have a section 2 mm-hmm. and in section 2 you talk about dealing with trauma you talk about um recognizing the signs of um mental health and everything do you want to talk about that just a little bit for young people out there young men and women going into a relationship what should they be looking out for in terms of mental health in terms of if there's a traumatic situation how to deal with it what should they be looking out for i say one thing you should look out for is first of the first thing you should do is communicate about everything yeah Uh, if there's um uh, if there's an issue in your family background talk about it okay. pray about it together so issue like what so what do you mean? if there's mental health or maybe you have anxiety in your ish in your family or you have or, you know some people suffer from post mental depression some people suffer from different kinds of issues that if you don't deal with it it goes from generation to, to generation, generation and you yeah. want to break those curses okay. because you are saying it stops with this generation yeah. is going no, no further yeah. so you talk about it okay and as a christian the bible has said he has given us authority mm. to trample upon snakes and scorpions mm-hmm. and everything so yes. there is power in, in agreement. agreement there is power in your mouth when mm. you decree it when mm. you declare mm. it you begin to see the power of god so your children don't experience that yeah. your Amen. children's children don't experience Amen. that and that curse has been broken, broken. so praying together talking about mm. it is very vital affirm affirmations that you say you know what after i have broken this i affirm myself that i am whole mm. spirit soul and body, body yeah. you begin to speak into the well-being mm. of your life of mm. your children mm. of your home mm. because you know what it, it, it might not just come across as um 
physically. It could be a financial issue. Yeah. It could come out as a job issue. Every time you you know you, you work for six weeks and then there's no more job. You work for so yeah. it's different. Different can in, manifest so in different in ways. In different ways. So don't always look at it that oh it's a physical trauma. Mm. There, there, or is it is it poverty? Mm. You, you know, you're living from paycheck to paycheck, yeah. and you want to break the hold of curses mm. to say, and that's what you do. Yeah. You talk about talk it. Talk about it. Communication is key. It's one thing key. that um, one person walked up to me and said, your book delivered me. Mm. They were in a relationship for about two years, yeah. and they could see different red flags. Yeah, a That's young it, person, red flags. You must look it. out for those red flags. They saw it. And after two years, they broke off the relationship mm. and they said, your book gave me the courage to mm. do so because they mm. looked at the things that were going on and they could see it and that person was not ready to budge. Mm. And they were like, no, I can't, I can't sow ties with you because yeah. this is my destiny yes. and the destiny of our children. Yes. So it's going to be a lot of trauma. I trauma. can't do it. And they began to walk through the process and I said, God... Thank you. If it's that one person I yes. needed to save, they have read they the have, book and yeah. they have been saved. Been I am saved. grateful that I wrote it mm. because all glory goes be to, God. to you. Yes. Not to me, not to anyone. So I'm not writing it so that everybody can have a pity party with me. No. I am writing it to say where I cannot go, mm. this book can, can go, go and can deliver can mm. set you free, can Amen. liberate you from Amen. everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm. God said, if I have spoken it, you can have it. He honors his word above his more name. than his name. Yeah. So what, what is that word? There's no situation we go through in life mm. that is not in the word. Mm. There is a scripture. You hold on to that scripture. You see it manifest. Mm. But have a heart of gratitude. And my heart of gratitude has brought me to where I am today. Because mm. I'm always grateful to God. Grateful that for after life. this... I'm still here. Still standing. I'm still standing. 33 is still standing. I'm standing. So when you hear my name, I say, my name is Anne Olufemi Ogunesi. 33, and I'm still, still standing, standing for the glory of God. 33, thank you. we thank God. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for that word. Thank you for, uh, for telling your story. I know we have cramped it into <laughs> less than an hour, but um, when you were telling the story again, the tears were just welling up in me because I'm just thinking, I'm staring here, I'm looking at you, I'm thinking, wow, wow, wow. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you. It's been, yeah, you've been on a journey, but God has seen you through. And your life will continue to be a blessing unto others. Yeah. I've said to you before, and I'm going to say it again, this needs to be a movie. Yeah. <laughs> this needs to be a movie. So if there's anybody out there who can help us get this book, Turn it into a movie, please. Please yes. get in touch. Get in yes. touch with Anne. 33 and still standing. I think your details are on the book somewhere. Yeah, I think they're at the back. They're oh, probably they're at the back of the book somewhere. Well. What's the website called? AnneOgulesi.com. Yeah, so if you want to get in touch with her, please get in touch with her. AnneOgulesi.com. And please, let's turn this into a movie. Let more people get to know that God is able, God is faithful, God is merciful, irrespective of what you're going through, God will see you through. Amen. You know, just a last word of hope for our listeners. Anything you want to say before we sign off? My word that I will leave with each and everyone, including myself, is um, when you let go and you let God, you are not just forgiving that person, you're forgiving yourself, mm. but you're also you are being liberated. Yeah. You are being set free. Yeah. You are being uh, at peace. Mm. You know, the Bible says in John fourteen twenty seven, I think it is, that peace I give to you, not as the world gives, mm. but as he gives. Mm. God's peace is far better than anything else. Mm. So when God gives peace, he doesn't give you peace in one area. He gives you peace in every area of your life mm. and you begin to experience it and you begin to walk in it and most importantly you feel free yeah. because he says he who the son sets free is free, is free indeed, indeed. indeed. Yeah. so you are free from every affliction Amen. from every trauma Amen. from every illness Amen. from whatever the situation is god has freed you Amen. free yourself Amen. liberate yourself and let god name be glorified in your life that when they look at you all they will see is that 
if it had not been for the Lord, where would this individual be? So God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine upon you. And the peace of God will continually to surround you yours and your home and your endeavors in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much and I'm really really grateful for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everybody else. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and hopefully you join us again sometime soon. Oh, it's been navigating the chapters of challenge with Telly. This one is uh, <laughs> this has been a hard one, but we give God praise because God has been good. And as Anna said, he leaves you with his peace. The peace of God be with you. And I'll see you again sometime soon. Thank you and God bless. <laughs>